Welcome to Claire DeLune Presents Erotica. This episode, I'm going to read some A Nice Nin, um, a wonderful erotic artist uh, who... Actually, the book that I'm going to read from, it's coming full circle here, folks, is from Fragments from the Delta Venus. So the text selections are from A Nice Nin, and in this book, it does have a foreword and illustrations from Judy Chicago, who is a artist in the U.S. of A. Um, so I'm just going to read. There was actually a sentence here that really struck me. And it's one where she said, I was always ashamed to take, so I gave. It was not a virtue. It was a disguise. And it kind of really struck me because as women, um, or as this woman, I guess I should say, I was raised with the feeling or the knowledge or the teaching um, that I really wanted to make my partner feel good and feel everything. And that could be at the cost of myself. And there definitely is that. I mean, with our lovers, we want to we want to give. We want to make sure they feel good. We want to um, have it be this wonderful sexual experience, which means that after you leave me, you're still left thinking of those things, right? You still feel good about that. So that's something that I've always held. Is and and I think as as sexual partners, if you're a partner with someone. That's definitely what you want. So I don't think that's necessarily a gender issue. However, that said, women are literally, we're taught that um, male desire is um, at the forefront, is what we should um, give, I guess for lack of a better word, at the expense of ourselves. And and like she says, it's a disguise. And I think, at least for me, it's hard for me to come out of my shell a little bit. It's hard for me to shove a face down into my pussy. Uh, it's not that hard, I'm not going to lie. But um, it is. It took me a long time to get away from that feeling of always wanting to give my partner their sexual desire over my own. And I, it wasn't, I mean, obviously that's going to happen sometimes. It's a give and take. And so I, I, I know I keep sort of qualifying what I want to say. And maybe I'll quit doing that. Maybe right now I'll quit qualifying it and hope that you know that um, what I say and what I feel is not necessarily um, uh, taking away from something others feel. That's just what I'm feeling. So... But that said, I'm going to get into some select readings. Uh, I was looking to see what I could read to you. And, you know, it's quite all right. <laughs> she has some lovely lover readings. So I've got a couple to share with you. The first one. He parted the opening of her sex with his two fingers. He feasted his eyes on the glowing skin the delicate flow of honey, the hair curling around his fingers. His mouth grew more and more avid as he bit into her flesh with such delicious sensation. He felt her quiver of desire. And now their two mouths melted into each other, seeking the leaping tongue. Right, cha? 
<laughs> okay. It's, I think I'll probably be drenched after I'm finished reading all of these. Says, she came closer. Her lips parted slightly and delicately, very delicately. She touched the tip of her sex with her tongue. She kissed it, enclosing it in her lips like some delicious fruit. And he trembled. Then a tiny drop of milky white salty substance dissolved in her mouth, the precursor of desire. She was on her hands and knees looking between her legs at the mirror. Okay, this is an aside. That's awesome. Gotta try it. Gonna try it. <laughs> um, to get back to it. He crouched over her like a giant cat and his penis went into her. He raised her ass with his two hands and fell onto her. The others found them still entangled on the rug. Okay, and Judy Chicago's um, image that she has here is literally of a mirror on the ground, which I never thought of. Have you thought of that? Have you ever tried that? Like seriously, there's a mirror on the ground so that she can watch his cock plunging into her. Okay, I've only ever seen ceiling mirrors, side mirrors, mirrors on doors. I have not seen that, and I think that should be uh, that should be attempted <laughs> because we don't, um, I don't get to see often that view, right? Um, our partner does because they're down there and about, but. It's amazing to be able to see yourself, to see your own desire, to see my own pussy get wet and what it looks like when it's wet and when it comes and when it leaks and all those different things. So I think that's definitely got to be, I've got to add that into my regimen. Regimen, maybe not that. Maybe, you know what I mean. Back to Anais. Her sexual hunger was rising like madness to her head, blinding her. The honey was pouring from her as he pushed. His penis made little sucking sounds. All the air was drawn from the womb, and he swung in and out of the honey endlessly, touching the tip of the womb. I can tell you as a woman, that feels amazing. Um... Feeling the tip of a penis head push inside against my wall, against my G-string, up into my womb feels delicious and lovely. Yeah, she's got it going on. All right, what'd she say now? <laughs> um, she had never caressed a woman. She had sometimes thought to herself how marvelous it must be to caress a woman, the roundness of the ass, the softness of the belly, then particularly soft skin between the legs. And she had tried caressing herself in bed in the dark, just imagine how it must feel to touch a woman. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything to that one. <laughs> Sometimes she raised herself a little so that she kept only the head of the penis 
in her sex, and she moved lightly, very lightly, just enough to keep it inside, touching the edges of her sex, which were red and swollen, and she clasped the penis like a mouth, then suddenly moving downwards, engulfing the whole penis, and gasping at joy, she would fall over his body. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, slip it in again, she begged, at the back of the womb where the flesh laid that demanded to be penetrated. It curved upwards, open to suck. The flesh walls moved like sea ammonies. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but you know what I mean, right? Seeking by suction to draw his sex in. I have to say, the illustration that Judy Chicago did with that is a little frightening. I'm going to post it on uh, the site so that you can see it. It's very much the eating of her cunt uh, with his cock. It's lovely. Then he kissed her, his two hands on her breast. He kissed her neck where the veins were palpitating and her throat, her hands around her neck as if he would separate her head from the rest of her body he caressed and sorry his caresses had a strange quality at times soft and melting and at times other times fierce there was something animal-like in his hands i think that the idea i'm definitely i'm a a feminist a strong woman uh all those different things but there's something about when you're in the midst of sharing your body with someone else with that in that environment, being taken really turns me on. And I don't know if it's because in my life, I'm very strong and all those different things. And so there's something nice about letting that part of me go or, or what it is. I don't know. I'm sure there's tons of reading about it. But anyways, back to Anais. He will unbutton, unbutton my blouse very slowly and I will feel his hands unbuttoning each button and touching my breasts little by little until they come out of the blouse. And he will love them and suckle at the nipples like a child, hurting me a little with his teeth. And I will feel completely all this. And I will feel all this creeping over my whole body, untying each little tight nerve and dissolving me. Have you ever felt that feeling of almost being enveloped, dissolved, taken by the other person, just giving yourself so, so completely? Um, it's a gift, really, to be able to give yourself so completely or especially to have someone else give themselves complete trust complete I think it's stronger than love to be honest I think when you have a special sexual connection you really give yourself you really allow someone else to have um not power power is not the right word but it's getting so lost in a moment right like so um, 
I don't know, it's hard for me to describe. But as I'm talking, I really, I'm going to take my nipple out. <laughs> that just made me feel like I need a pinch. Um, all right. He imagined himself taking the panties off her body. The feeling was so vivid that he had an erection. He began to touch himself as he continued to kiss the panties. It seemed to him that he was touching her flesh. Suddenly, he had an ejaculation. There must be a better way to do this, right? When I'm turning pages so that you don't have to hear this. I should be like having some wonderful like interlude music or something. <laughs> um, her hand continued to move slowly, slowly around and over his pubic hair. A finger sought the tiny rivulet between the hair and the sex where the skin was smooth, sought every sensitive part slid along under his penis, pressed his balls. She crouched over his face and held her dress so that it fell and covered his head. With his two hands, he held her buttocks like fruit and pressed his tongue between the mounds over and over again. She saw his erect penis vibrate with every glass, gasp of pleasure. He... Uttered. Here the art's pretty good, not gonna lie. Ooh, this art's interesting. It's like a giant woman with a little guy. Let's see what that says. He watched her powder herself under the arms and slip the powder puff into her dress between her breasts. He saw her emerge from the bath half covered by her kimono, her legs naked, and watched her pull on her very long stockings. She liked her garters to grip her very high so that the stockings almost touched her lips. I agree. I love that as well, but that could be because I'm only 5'1", and they all pretty much do. But there's something so sexy about wearing stockings, especially with, say, a long, flirty skirt, because no one knows that that's what I'm wearing. So you kind of look proper, and yet... When you move your legs or when you sit down, you can feel sort of the snap of the garters. It's very erotic. <laughs> I like those days. They fell, the three bodies in accord. Ooh, three bodies. Moving against each other to feel breast against breast and belly against belly. They caressed to be three bodies. They became all mouths and fingers and tongues and senses. Their mouths sought another nipple a mouth, a clitoris. They kissed until the kissing became torture. Oh, don't you love that feeling? When you just, you just feel like you're going to explode because there's just been this erotic, wonderful feeling of holding off and enjoying with your body. Holding off, not by going away. Just holding off, getting more aroused. She saw them caressing each other with her eyes and pressed their knees under the table. There was such a current of love between them that she was taken into it. She saw his female body dilating. She saw his face open like a flower, his eyes thirsty, and his lips wet. I'm not going to lie, I don't really get that one. Sorry for being daft. Oh. 
I thought what a pleasure it would be to draw the lines of this young man. It was a strange experience. If I drew his head, neck, arms, all was well. As soon as my eyes roved over the rest of the body, I could see the effect on him. His sex had almost an imperceptible quiver. I was actually tormented with desire. I've never drawn anyone live, nude, um, not even a woman. Something I definitely would like to experience, not in this in this way. There's a difference between um, an erotically charged exchange and something that is a, a nude model that you watch while you're painting. When his fever rose, his breath was like that of some legendary bull galloping furiously to a delirious gorging, a gorging without pain, a gorging with lit lifted her almost bodily from the bed, rising her sex in the air, as if he would thrust right through her body and tear it, leaving her only a wound of ecstasy and pleasure, which rent her body like lightning. Judy Chicago's um, illustration literally has lightning traveling from one body to another. So that's a little bit of her. It's a little bit of an Anin. Uh, sorry, Anis Nin. Um, she's a wonderful erotic um, poet, uh, novelist, theorist, and even would quite say that some of her writings ended up being um, stolen uh, by men. I'm probably going to have to take that part out. <laughs> Anyways. So I know it's been a quick minute since I've been here and posted here. I was just checking all the views and there's so many listens. I really, really appreciate it. The other thing I would ask you to do is please like and rate our podcast. It makes a huge difference to us and um, besides it makes me feel all cozy and warm, <laughs> but I, I, um, I'm doing some readings from Anise Nin and, but I'm also working on some private, uh, writings. So I promise my next episode will be an original, um, an original post for now. I hope that you've all been doing all right in COVID. I, you know, we're coming out of COVID, although we're not really, are we? Anyways, that's a whole other thing thinking of you. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers.